Tam Him Ayam Tam Who is arriving? Abhi Pratya Knowing of Brahma Vartat From Brahma Vartat Prajaha His subjects Atim Their Lord Gita Samstuti Vaditai with songs, praise, and instrumental music. Pradyudyu came forward to greet. Paharshita overjoy. Translation in purport by His Divine Grace, Asi Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Jaya Prabhupada. Overjoyed to know of His arrival, His subjects came forth from Brahmavarta to greet their returning Lord with songs, prayers, and musical instruments. Please repeat. Overjoyed to know of his arrival. Overjoyed to know of his arrival. His subjects came forth from Brahmavarta. His subjects came forth from Brahmavarta. To greet their returning Lord with songs. To greet their returning Lord with songs. Prayers and musical instruments. Prayers and musical instruments. It is the custom of the citizens of a kingdom's capital to receive the king when he returns from a tour. There is a similar description when Krishna returned to Dwarka <clears throat> after the battle of Kurukshetra. At that time, he was received by all classes of citizens at the gate of the city. Formerly, capital cities were surrounded by walls, and there were different gates for regular entrance. Even in Delhi today, there are old gates, and some other old cities have such gates where citizens would gather to receive the king. Here also the citizens of Barhismati, the capital of Brahmabharta, the kingdom of Swayambhuv, came nicely dressed to receive the emperor with decorations and musical instruments. Jai Shri Prabhupada. I was born in the darkness of ignorance, and my spiritual master opened my eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisances unto him. I offer my respectful obeisances unto all the Vaishnava devotees of the Lord, who are just like desire trees and can fulfill the desires of everyone, and are full of compassion for the fallen conditioned souls. Namaste Jivanandaya Dasaya Vanacharine Prabhupada Vayasni Dashila Vinodine Ayana Dwantagramana Prashtate Pakitapana Gyana Guru Taya Chitarine Chakshashenamaha Namo Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtai Bhutale Srimati Bhati Vedanta Swami Nitinamine Namaste Sarasvati Devi Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Pashtatari Satarine Jai Sri Krishna Jaitanya Prabhunitananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gauravata Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Tam Ayantam Abhi Pratya Brahma Vata Prajapatim Gita Samstuti Vaditai Pradyuri Yopahar Overjoyed to know of his arrival his subjects came forth from Brahmavarta to greet their returning Lord with songs, prayers, and musical instruments. Swayambhuva Mother had just delivered his saintly daughter, Devahuti, to the sage Kardamuni, and now he's returning to his home 
Brahmabharata and being received by his uh, resident citizens there. <clears throat> so we, we also see uh, this beautiful aspect of Vedic culture. We've been looking at different aspects of Vedic culture through this section, but how the sage and the king greeted one another. Now seeing how the citizens greeted their king. Um, if we think practically, greeting somebody has a lot to do with how the rest of the uh, encounter um, performs. Oftentimes we, we, we get off on the wrong foot and then there's bad feelings or bad energy from that point. But if we um, warmly greet people in general, <clears throat> but especially in Vedic culture, the leaders of society, we greet it very enthusiastically, then that uh, sets, sets a tone for uh, harmony and friendship. So we actually we see that throughout the uh, the Srimad Bhagavatam, and Sri Prabhupada is referencing Lord Krishna um, returning to Dwarka. So there's different instances where Lord Krishna returned or appeared to different persons, and we can see different ways by which the devotees greeted the Lord. For instance, prayers. Prayers is one common way devotees greet the Lord. Like every morning, uh, we immediately begin singing to the Lord to greet Him. And Vrindavan, when they when they greet the deities, they shower flowers over all the deities. And this way, this is another auspicious way to greet a great personality. When Krishna came to Hastinapur uh, to Mathura. Akrura stole Krishna from Vrindavan, took him to Madhura. At that time, if you remember when the gopis went to meet Krishna, they forgot how to put on their garments, they put them on backwards. So similarly, the, the, the ladies in Madhura, they also did not fully uh, dress. Some, some had one earring, some had only done uh, part of their uh, makeup on their face, some had clothes on backwards. So in this way, whatever they were doing, including um, uh, feeding their children, or bathing, or eating, they immediately left and went to the rooftops uh, of Mathura. And they, the whole citizenry of that place went to greet Krishna. There were crowds of people. And the women especially embraced the Lord in their hearts, seeing him, because they had heard so much about Krishna and Balaram. And so, when they saw him, they had symptoms of ecstasy, knowing that this is my most beloved Lord. So scribe, their hairs were standing on end, and they were shivering, and all these feelings of affection for Krishna and Balaram as they saw him come in. And oftentimes, the streets were cleansed, like water is put on the street. It's often said a mixture of water and sandalwood. Sandalwood is very uh, fragrant, uh, very wonderful um, substance given by Krishna. So sandalwood and water fragrances. I remember King Prataparudra 
in the Rath Yatra festival, how did he how did he make way for Lord Jagannath? When Lord Jagannath was coming, what did King Pataparudra do? He got out a broom and he began sweeping, sweeping in front of the Lord. This is a very beautiful, humble way to welcome the Lord. It's sweet for him. But we also do that. We sweep the temple room to prepare the Lord to come. This is another beautiful way to greet the Lord. A great personality. The greatest personality, Lord Krishna. These are the type of uh, greetings. And also, if we remember, uh, Jarasandha, he was so determined to, to defeat Krishna, and in his hostility uh, towards the whole countryside, he had arrested over 20,000 kings and princes and imprisoned them. So when Jarasandha was killed by Bhimashin, Arjuna, and Lord Krishna, Lord Krishna came to free them. So when he, when he opened that, the door to that cave, that mountain where they were uh, imprisoned, it's described that they, that they welcomed him, first of all, by embracing him in their hearts. It said that through their eyes, they drank him. They drank the Lord through their eyes. Similarly, they, through every uh, sense, they absorbed in the beauty of the Lord there. And what did they do next? Next, they offered these beautiful prayers to the Lord. So there's a whole chapter, almost the whole chapter, this part of Krishna book. They're offering prayers, beautiful prayers to Lord Krishna. Lord Krishna is reciprocating with words to them. So another is sweet words. We've been describing sweet words between Kardama and Svayambhuvamadu. So sweet words are being exchanged. This is another way to greet a great personality, or a friend, or a guest. Um, so through Lord Krishna coming to, uh, to Mathura, we can understand that when Lord Krishna comes, we should run to him. We should run to him. And we should embrace him in our hearts. Um, and after freeing these, these kings and princes imprisoned by Jarasandha, the Lord went to Hastinapur. And they didn't know who was coming. It was an unexpected visit. So the Lord blew his bugle. And the citizens realized, oh, Lord Krishna is here. So how did they feel in their hearts at this time? It's described they felt overjoyed. Overjoyed in their hearts. So this is also part of Vaishnava etiquette Vedic culture. How should we feel when we see a devotee of the Lord? Or the Lord? Overjoy. Describe. So these are some subtle aspects of Vaishnava culture and etiquette. And what's the feeling we should get in our heart when we see the Lord and devotees? We should feel overjoy. That's good. So the Lord visited the Pandavas. The Pandavas were in exile because they lost the gambling match. And Duryodhana still being fearful and envious, he was attempting to kill them. So at one point, he he um, had them, um, he had given them residence in a beautiful house, but what they, what they didn't know was that the house was flammable, it was made of black, house of black, flammable substance. They were informed by Vedura of this case, and so they dug a tunnel to escape. So when the, when the house was set on fire, the Pandavas escaped, 
And they went back to Hastinapur. And there was some news, because some people had thought the Pandavas were dead, but then there was some rumor, oh, actually they're alive. So as soon as Lord Krishna heard that the Pandavas were alive, he rushed to Hastinapur to see them. And unexpectedly, in the assembly hall, Lord Krishna entered among the Pandavas. Now because the Pandavas were beloveds of Krishna, and they were um, surrendered to him, they had very intimate, close relationships with him, because of this, Lord Krishna was very eager to reciprocate with them. I reciprocate according to the devotees surrendered to me. Krishna says, I'm equal to all, but I will show special favor to those who render service and show love to me. He says this in Bhagavad Gita. So the Lord rushed to see the Pandavas. And how did the Pandavas receive Krishna? First of all, very enthusiastically and joyously, they embraced the Lord. So that's another way we can greet Krishna, is embrace him. We say that oftentimes, our devotees will embrace Lord Krishna. I have love and affection. So they embraced him. And then what did they do? They gave him an opulent sitting place. So we can see that we also are, are similarly greeting the Lord in the temple. So deity service, worshiping the deity, is training us to personally greet Lord Krishna. Great personalities, and the greatest personality being Lord Krishna, offering him a throne. I believe there's a bhajan by Bhaktivinoda Thakur where he envisions placing Radha and Krishna on a throne and worshiping them very wonderfully and opulently. Uh, this is the, the meditation of the devotees, is having this ability to greet the Lord and to offer them a wonderful sitting place, offer them prayers, offer them sweet words, offer them flowers, uh, clean their, their sitting place, clean where they're going to walk, um, give uh, beautiful, wonderful fragrances to the Lord. So we can see this all through Lord Krishna's pastimes when he came on earth and associating with the devotees. So also, one, one amazing part of Vedic culture and, and realization we can have from beginning to cultivate and, and engage in this culture, is that Vedic culture is very, very natural. It's very natural. It just um, makes sense because it, it actually uh, is cohesive and with the soul's nature. Vedas come from God, and God creates a platform by which we can prosper and have harmony in our lives and society, so it makes sense. So we can, we can see um, different remnants of this culture still in existence. And uh, Donald Trump went to India, and, uh, and uh, they had a stadium of 125,000 people to greet President Trump. And he's not a great personality by any means, but you can see the culture is there that we want a great, a great personality. I listened to maybe, you know, a few minutes just to see 
reading was all about. And what I found was is that he said some very uh, nice words, and then he started talking about how India has made progress through technology. That their that their progress has come through uh, giving electricity to the villages, and everybody has internet and cell phones. So this is uh, the, the foolishness of misguided leaders in society. That advancement means technological advancement. Um, so we immediately it says that a fool is um, revealed when they speak. So immediately the foolishness comes out of that India has made great advancement because of technological advancement. This so he is, didn't mean it wrong. I mean, maybe he's giving he's giving credit because the I mean some. Look, every time we get a president, we always complain about a president. If, if, if we notice that, we always complain about a president. But, and, and I've been there because I, I, I've had credits and I've had, um, how do you call it? And, and I've had complaints. So I'm thinking to myself, when I, when I give a good credit, it's not in a bad way. It's in a good way, you know, and, and we, everybody's making a big progress everywhere in, 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 in different subjects that, that will affect the world in positive ways and also in negative ways. And that's because nothing just affects it in a good way and a bad way. It could go both directions. It's, it's a force. It's a never-ending force. So, so I, 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 I wasn't there for like the whole like crediting part or anything, but if he's acknowledging, saying there's, you know, there's great advancement or there's great progress, I don't think we should be the one to take it as, oh, as a bad criticize. Maybe he doesn't know how to use his words right. Mm -hmm. You know, because I know, I don't, I don't know how to use my words right, and I, and I I hate myself for it sometimes, and hate is a strong word. Remind me, remind me your name again. Ophir. Ophir, that's right. Ophir. Good to see you again. Thank you. So, um, can I, I want to respond to your, I want to respond to your point. That's okay. So, our, our purpose isn't to uh, criticize, like in mundane politics, yeah. people come together and like to criticize this politician or that. That's not our purpose. Our purpose is to know who is actually a leader, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why, because. When, when we understand who is actually a leader, then we know where to go, how to benefit ourselves in society. So when persons uh, pose as leaders or are put in place of leaders in society, but they don't know the rules of God, they don't know the laws given in the ancient Vedas, the yoga text, how we should act for our highest benefit, when they don't know that, then people become misguided. When people are misguided, they become hurt by karmic reactions, by engaging in a way to hurt themselves and others. So the primary focus for any leader should be to understand what true advancement means and true dharma means. Now, there, there's benefits. We, we utilize technology. We utilize um, resources, modern resources, to uh, share Krishna consciousness, to share these, these teachings, uh, these beautiful yoga teachings, how to better ourselves in spiritual life and connect to God. So we use those. So objectively, they can be used and they're not bad. 
that when we focus on technological advancement, it's not just Donald Trump. The whole culture, the whole Western uh, modern culture is focused on advancement of technology as being an advancement in life. So the reason they focus on that is because they don't actually know what advancement means. To them, advancement means economic development. So, see, so the reason that we, we speak out about these things is not to criticize for the sake of criticism. It's to show that the, le- the leaders in society actually don't know where to go. They actually aren't true leaders because they don't know the laws of God. So us as a Brahminical culture, Brahminical society, meaning uh, those who are trying to get in touch with God's law and its systems, we're meant to expose these things and teach the leaders of society. See, that traditionally the president or the king, they would be open to receiving knowledge from the priestly class, from those uh, sages or those priests, or those persons cultivating uh, true knowledge based on God's law. So that's why we talk about these things. Does that make sense? Okay. So uh, we just wanted to show that that remnant of that culture is there. When, when somebody comes, we want to respect them. We want to welcome and greet them. It's natural. 125,000 people coming. Because it's natural. We want to greet a leader. That's, that's part of the, the instinct of the soul to respect leaders, to follow leaders, and to give them a veneration. Because they're also taking on a big burden. Karmically, a leader takes on a large burden of the welfare of their societies. What their citizens do, the the leader actually takes on a karmic reaction to what they do. So naturally, because of that burden they take on, we offer them more respect, we offer them more service, we're meant to assist them. So that's natural. But we have to understand and know who is the proper leader. So we know who to follow in society. So when a leader in society does something good, then we give credit for that. They do something positive when we say that. Like in the early days of this guy, before Donald Trump was president, he helped the devotees uh, do Rathiatra in New York City. He gave them a space. He owned some property there, and he allowed them to uh, park the rock carts for the Rathiatra, and it wouldn't be possible. So we glorify that service that he did. So you see, it's not a, a mundane uh, like or dislike. It's not like that. It's more about where do we go, who do we follow, that we gain our highest benefit as spirit souls on the sojourn of life, trying to surpass the pangs of material existence, overcome birth and death. Like it said in the Vedas, real leadership means to help the dependents to overcome the cycle of birth and death. And without knowledge, without spiritual knowledge and vision, we can't do that. So we want to, we want to establish a new culture by which leaders are hearing, hearing from those who are in touch with spiritual knowledge. And that way they know actually how to govern in such a way for the benefit of all. And if Donald Trump will do this, that, then that will be wonderful. But he has to open his ears, open his heart to receive that spiritual knowledge and then put it into action in society. So you see? So um, now, now it's interesting because oftentimes 
although these different aspects of Vedic culture are natural to the soul, sometimes uh, we we find them unnatural because we're not we're not so used to them. We don't grow up in that society. So similarly, being away from Krishna is actually very unnatural for the soul. Um, it, it's actually very painful for the soul to be separate from God. But because we're, we're conditioned by this existence, then we can tolerate it, and sometimes we think it's very happy. I, I was reading, um, in this connection, I was, I was inspired by thinking about these things. Uh, his, his grace, Keshava Krishna Prabhu, he made a, a beautiful post, a blog post, about how Lord Jaitanya, when he, uh, when he was experiencing ecstasy of love of God, he fainted one time. And Advaita Acharya, he always wanted to be a, in a subordinate position to Lord Jaitanya, because he was setting the role of being a subordinate to God, and Lord, he saw Lord Jaitanya as an incarnation of God, which he was. So in this state where the Lord was uh, on the ground um, and had fainted, he took the dust from his feet. He actually massaged his feet, and he, he, he humbly took that on his head. When the Lord awoke from being unconscious, and he started to dance again in the kirtan, he stopped and said, I don't feel the same ecstasy. Because actually, I don't feel ecstasy of love of God would happen. And at that time, uh, he told uh, his followers and associates, he says, I cannot live in this state. I cannot live not feeling ecstasy of love of God. And he became, he started running toward the river Ganges to commit suicide. He says, I can't live in this state. Um, and then uh, Haridas Thakur, I believe Nityananda, when Nityananda was, ran after him to save him, to rescue him. And so Keshava Krishna Prabhu is making the point that we become so conditioned in this world that we actually find, sometimes we find this state of separation from God, this state of lack of love of God in our hearts to be not only normal, but a happy state. But the Lord is feeling like this state is like death to me. So Keshava Krishna Prabhu, he said, our life is death for the Lord. Our life is death for the Lord, right? So our state of consciousness without love of God is death for the Lord. So our only hope is to pray to be alive for Him. Right? So to enter into His mood and His ecstasy of love of God, we live to serve Him and enter into that state of consciousness. So um, as we try to uh, cultivate this new lifestyle, this new way of living, given by Srila Prabhupada that goes back to the beginning of time, when Svayam Bhuvamana was there, when, the, when the, the, the sages were there, like Karnav Muni, and try to cultivate these different aspects of Vedic culture, we may not always come up to the, the highest or best standard. But the idea is to be inspired by these standards, by the beautiful culture, to be inspired by that, and, and try our best, put our best foot forward. And in that way, when we become enlivened, and, and blessed by living in such a way, people see that and they also want to take on these cultural aspects. Like we see um, Bhimal Prabhu, he's a newer devotee, but he's really uh, become enthusiastic and dedicated to service here and coming to the programs. And now he's chanting 16 rounds a day, so he's become really inspired by Krishna consciousness. 
And we see that inspiration coming through, and sometimes we see him bowing down before devotees. This is part of the culture, the Vaishnava culture, and all, maybe not all the devotees, especially in the West, do that because it's, it's a little awkward for us. We're not used to bowing down to one another. It's different than what we grew up with. But when we see somebody inspired in doing that, then we also feel, I also want to bow down to the devotees, right? So some of us may be inspired in different ways. We see Prabhupada gave a lot of different um, um, intricate details to apply Vedic culture. And we see some devotees do really well in some and not so great in others. And others do really well over here, but not so great over here. We just see that practically. And so the idea is, is as we put our best foot forward, we try to, to do our best to imbibe this desire Prabhupada had for these different areas, and that way inspire others also to come to this standard. Because I, I, see, I see oftentimes um, in ISKCON, uh, if somebody does well in a certain area, and another person doesn't do so well in that area, then there might be a passing of judgment like that, or, or, or criticism uh, causing um, bad feelings like that. But, but oftentimes what happens is the other person may be better in a different area, doing better in a different area to search for the Prabhupada, and we might not be doing so well in that area, right? So in that case, um, the judgment would be coming towards us, right? The opposite end. So the idea is that there's so many, like Prabhupada said, Sri Prabhupada said that devotees should go, at least, every devotee should at least go an hour and day on Harino. We don't, we don't see that. I mean, even myself, I'm, you know, I'm the, you know, Sankirtan, Sankirtan leader, but I don't go, you know, an hour a day on Harinam. You know, I try to carry books around with me. I try to at least distribute some books every day, like that. But the, the standard Prabhupada set is very, very lofty. And he did that for a purpose. He wanted to set a very high standard. If those if persons can meet the standard, uh, in these different areas of importance Prabhupada gave, they become a very exalted, saintly personality. They become an acharya because these standards are so wonderful and so high. Um, so the idea is not to uh, make excuses because they're difficult, but the idea is to focus our, on our own life and our own inspiration to want to please you to Prabhupada in these different areas. And, and to be an inspiration for others, and to take inspiration from others like that. And to realize that, um, that the process of spiritual life is one of progression and growth. And we don't all start at the Acharya stage. We're trying to reach these standards given by Srila Prabhupada. And, and it's our duty to encourage and mutually inspire one another. So, um, we can also think about uh, maybe times in, in Krishna consciousness when we have greeted, say, different uh, sannyasis coming. I don't know if you've ever been involved in a kirtan, greeting a visiting sannyasi. Or sometimes Mother Sanamani gets back from India, we greeted her with kirtan and you know, flowers and like that. So, it's a very beautiful aspect of Vedic culture. And we saw that with Prashita Prabhupada. Devotees spontaneously went to greet him in the airport. 
or wherever he was coming, you know, dancing, jumping up and down, chanting Hare Krishna, putting, you know, volumes of garlands around his neck where he can hardly, you know, he can hardly breathe. So it's, it's such a beautiful culture to greet, you know, God and his representatives, the devotees, and the living entities in such a way. So I'd like to end here. Does anybody have any uh, comments or questions? Yes. Give me one. Yes. Um, you said that Adwaitachari massage like Chaitanya's feet, and then right after that, when he woke up, he said he didn't feel that he had that had anything to do with that. Yeah, it did. Because in that pastime, he wanted to be inferior to Adwaitachari. So he was feeling like if he was Adwaitachari's servant, uh, he was going to get the mercy of Advaita Acharya to be an ecstasy of love of God. Right. But Advaita Acharya instead stole that mercy and took a humble position to him. Right. So he, he didn't want to be... They were, they were always a competition who, was, right. who wanted to be inferior to the other. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes? So, uh, Spangula's Manu's subjects come from Brahmavarta? Right, it's one of the topmost planets. Not this is the topmost planet in the in the in the fourteen worlds. Brahmavarta. There's Brahma Loka. I'm not. I'm not too. I'm not sure the difference. But I mean, Amanu is basically like the emperor of the universe. So he's he's going to be at a very high planet within the fourteen worlds. So. You want to go there? Yeah? Up here, you have something? How do you say the word name? Praharshita? What's that? Praharshita? Praharshita? Praharshita. Mm. Praharshita. Okay, thank you all so much. Ventura Shima Bhagavatam Kija, Shila Prabhupada Kija, Gora Premanandi. Thank you, nice class. Thank you. Krishna consciousness, we're already above the material world. Hey, okay, good to see you. You have a very strong mind. You have a very strong mind. Papa gave me my mind. Papa gave me my strong mind. Yesterday, Still for that time, for making a song, we're going to be Happy bed. And, 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 and,